Welcome back, everybody, to the Man at 50 podcast. I'm your host, S. Richard, the author of the book, Man at 50, and we are back for another episode of the Man at 50 podcast. This is episode number nine. Uh, We did miss or skip last week. Uh, There was no podcast for last week due to the Thanksgiving holiday, and so we're back now. And it is December the 6th. This is the podcast for this week. It is Friday night. And I want to start off with some uh, updates on the book. Uh, the book should be coming out in audiobook format, uh, narrated by Steve Stanzel. And it should be out in the month of December, right before the Christmas holiday season. And tonight we are going to play you a retail sample, an excerpt from the audiobook coming soon, narrated by Steve Stanzel, and it will be available on Amazon, Audible.com, and iTunes. So here's just a small sample of the audiobook that's coming soon, and then we will take a short commercial break after that, and we'll move on to the second part of the podcast for tonight. It was in the middle of the night in December. The phone rang and Robert answered. The voice on the other end was frantic. She said, Dad fell, and he has bleeding in his brain. They say he's critical, and all the kids are on their way here to the hospital. Robert's sister said she would pay for his airline ticket, and he needed to get there as soon as possible. Arrangements were made. He would fly out the very next day. Robert met his older brother in Chicago, then on to Minneapolis. Upon arriving, the temperature was minus 20 degrees, and the air felt like swallowing ice cubes. They arrived at the hospital and met the whole family in the waiting room. Robert hugged his mom for ten minutes. John and Helen had separated a few years back. Helen was living on her own. But her love for John was on full display with tears and trembling hands. John had become a teddy bear, crying and praying every day. He would walk up and down the hallways of the nursing home, looking for a purpose. John missed Helen so much, but his abuse over the years had driven her away, and now he was left alone with his guilt and broken heart. John had a blockage in his heart, 20% open on one side and 80% blocked on the other. His heart was working overtime, and this was the problem the doctors faced. The doctors could not give him blood thickeners to slow the bleeding in his brain, and if they gave him blood thinners to help his heart, the bleeding in the brain would increase, causing certain death. The family would have a devastating decision to make, and a family meeting was set up with John's doctors. Robert, Helen, and all the siblings stepped into John's I.C. room. Each of them spoke to John, who was heavily medicated and could not speak, only mutter shallow moans. Robert took his turn with his father. Feeling safe, he bent down and kissed his forehead. His hair smelled sweet. Robert told John he was there and told him that he loved him. 
John attempted to answer him, but only moved his lips with no words. A tear ran down John's face, and Robert had to stand back and move away from the bed. His heart was breaking. The whole family stood around John's bed. They began to pray with each and every word. John's heart rate would increase, and the monitor got louder and louder. The IC nurse was alerted and ended the prayer service. The meeting with the doctors took place in a boardroom. They explained the serious situation at hand. They could not operate on John's brain without blood thickeners, and that would stop his heart. The doctor said that John would not survive brain or heart surgery. The doctors asked the family to consider letting him go and explained that they were out of options at this point. John was in pain, being kept alive with machines and not strong enough to fight this, even if he could. They suggested that John be moved to a hospice unit and disconnect all the machines. They could keep him comfortable with morphine and let him decide when he was ready to pass. After hours of debate, tears, and additional visits to John's room, the family decided to let him go and move forward with the doctor's suggestions. They would put their feelings aside and do what was best for John. The hospital moved him into a temporary hospice room within the same hospital, while the family arranged for his return home to the nursing home hospice facility. Robert could not stay any longer. He had to get back home. There was nothing he could do but wait with the others and watch his father die. The doctors said John should pass peacefully in a few days, and Robert's heart was in so much pain. The night before his flight back home, he stayed with some of his siblings in a room next to John's. Robert's final goodbye to his father was in the middle of the night. Robert walked into his room, placed his hand on John's forehead, and said these words, I'll be okay, Dad. Your little buddy will be just fine. It's okay to go and rest. We will take care of Mom. Go find your light. Be happy. And I love you. And we are back. That was a sample of uh, an excerpt from the audiobook, Man at 50. will be coming out in December. And I hope you enjoyed that uh, small little clip uh, from the audiobook coming soon. And we'll be right back, a short commercial break, and get on with part two of tonight's episode, which is episode nine. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody, we are back for part two of episode nine. Want to uh, let everyone know that if you'd like to support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash man at 50 that is the home page for the podcast and you can click on the button that says support this podcast you can also send us a voicemail message or a voice message and we'd love to hear from you and uh, look forward to hearing your feedback and your comments so just uh, go ahead and click on the button that says send voice message and we will put your voice messages on upcoming episodes. Okay, now it's time to kind of circle back uh, to some of the earlier episodes of the podcast. And my question for you tonight uh, are several. Uh, There are several questions. Um, 
basically, let's go back to the very uh, beginning where you identified or you were reintroduced to your little me, uh, or a better way to say it might be your little you. Uh, that's a little more personalized. Um, meeting your little person is, is, in my opinion, a very important step in understanding the past uh, and your current uh, present uh, time along with the future. Uh, so meeting your little me or reacquainting yourself with your little me, um, you should have uh, some things written down. Uh, what did you want to be when you uh, grew up? Uh, hopefully you have written that down um, and answered that question. Uh, also, I hope you have written down the goals and dreams uh, that you had as a small child, not necessarily the ones that you have now, uh, because they may be different. Uh, if they're the same, then uh, we're in good shape. Uh, if they are different, uh, that is something that we definitely need to look at. But uh, go ahead and... Uh, confirm or make sure that you have written down your goals and your dreams uh, that you had as a small person. Also, list out the people in your life that were influencers, uh, the people that uh, influenced you um, when you were a small child. Um, we want to identify your paths, uh, the paths that you chose as a small person, and the choices that you made. Uh, what choices did did you make and what direction uh, did you uh, move towards and that also ties in uh, significantly to the people that influenced you as a young person uh, as far as the path that you chose and the choices that you made um, the next one that we want to cover is uh, is kind of a uh, uh, difficult or a sticky subject uh, to talk about responsibility and all of these uh, things that we've talked about on the podcast in previous episodes um, identifying yourself and identifying what you wanted to be your dreams your goals the people that influenced you the paths that you took uh, either in school uh, junior high high school and beyond and what choices did you make um, and how did those people that influenced you um, play a part in those paths or those choices? Um, and then it brings this kind of full circle and brings it, brings it up to a very important step, a very important point, and that's taking responsibility for your little person, taking responsibility for your little you, um, and fully... Uh, embracing that and taking on that uh, that challenge, uh, the responsibility to now be in control of that little person and for you to um, reevaluate and reassess uh, the choices and, and uh, paths that, uh, that you walked on um, in your earlier years and be responsible for changing or alter altering um, the direction that you're moving moving forward in uh, that is key that is a key point in my uh, opinion um, that being responsible for that little person and being responsible self-responsibility is very very important 
And unfortunately, it is very lacking in our society today. Self-responsibility uh, for our actions as adults and for our actions as uh, young children and everything in between. Um, once you have a handle on the responsibility aspect of it and you have made a commitment to yourself and you have decided to move forward with your plan, um, that is the the last and final uh, step as far as I'm concerned, your plan to succeed. Um, that has to involve taking responsibility for your little uh, for your little self and re uh, revisiting um, your plan um, that you had as a small child. Um, that plan that you had when you were young and you uh, were filled with optimism and you had all kinds of positive thoughts and, and dreams and aspirations and things that you wanted to do as a young person. Um, the, the big question, the elephant in the room is are your plans or are your uh, actions today, are they working towards accomplishing uh, that very thing or have you completely changed course and pursuing something completely different than you ever envisioned yourself doing uh, when you were a young person? I believe, in my opinion, um, and you can take it for what it's worth, that uh, staying true to your original dreams and, uh, and goals and aspirations uh, staying true to the uh, earlier years of of your life and pursuing those um, those core beliefs and dreams, um, I believe that is uh, the most constructive and most positive approach to changing things in your life as an adult uh, today in current time and into the future as well. So, uh, that, like I said, take it for what it's worth, but I think that's a very important aspect. And what we are doing as adults, um, you know, really needs to be married to or needs to be connected to um, and be a, a significant part uh, as far as the dream uh, and the goals we had as a young person. And pursuing those um and looking for ways to uh, get back uh, something that we've lost um, is very important. Now, if you are one of these people that are fortunate enough to be pursuing the dreams of your childhood, then I commend you, I salute you, and I believe that you are on the right path, and you may not be getting a whole lot, a lot out of these episodes. Um, and if that's the case, um, that's fantastic. I think that is, that's terrific. I truly believe that it is very important um, for people to identify the past and bring it into the future and then step into a role of responsibility and take your life in a different direction, in a positive direction, and where you want it to be. So... For this week, episode 9, we are going to wrap it up. 
and we will be back um, possibly next week. Uh, we have a very busy schedule coming up in the month of December along with the Christmas holiday season. Uh, so we will try to squeeze in another episode. Episode 10 will be our next episode, and we will try to squeeze that in between now and the end of the year. But until next time, uh, take care of yourself, and don't forget to check back for updates because we will have another episode sometime between now and the end of the year. So bye for now, and I appreciate you stopping by to listen to this week's podcast. I'm your host, S. Richard, the author of the book, Man at 50, and we'll be back uh, before the end of the year. Have a good evening. Sometimes all the night